from the 809 Restaurant and Lounge in the heart of Inwood, New York City. Welcome to Inwood Artworks On Air. It's where I meet the musicians, filmmakers, writers, theater makers, dancers, and artists of all stripes who make their home what we affectionately call Upstate Manhattan. I'm your host, Aaron Sims, and today we welcome dancer and choreographer Julia Bengston. Swedish-born choreographer Julia Bengston came to New York in 2012 to immerse herself in diverse opportunities that have ranged from classical ballet to Baroque opera and film. She has choreographed over 20 productions at venues such as Carnegie Hall, UN Headquarters, Bruno Walter Auditorium at Lincoln Center, and Alvin Ailey Dance Center. In addition, she has choreographed and directed works for Opera Lafayette, Connecticut Ballet, Atlanta Baroque Orchestra, among many others. She is fluent in Fourier notation, and aspires through her study of historical choreography to create total works of art that embody the Baroque meaning of ballet. Julia dances nationally and internationally and rarely performs with companies including New York Baroque Dance Company and the Connecticut Ballet. She received 10 years of education from the Royal Swedish Ballet School and was a scholarship student at the Joffrey Ballet School. In the summer of 2021, she was the first choreographer to be awarded a position in Early Music America's Emerging Professional Leadership Council. She has served four years as board member and choreographer of the Higher Ground Festival and as a choreographer and advisory board member of Bach Cello Suites Festival. We're going to talk about her work as a dancer and choreographer and so much more. But first, let me welcome you, Julia, to In What Works On Air. How are you? Thank you, Aaron. I'm really happy to be here. Oh, it's great having you. Um, so, Julia, Julia, starting off... Uh, I want to ask you if you can explain what you mean uh, when you say you strive to create work embodying the Baroque meaning of ballet. Oh, I see. Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, during the Baroque, uh, there was this concept of presenting a fusion of the arts, which they called a ballet. Now, when we think of ballet today, we don't necessarily think of singing and poetry, but during this time, there was this idea of a total work of art, of dance, drama, music, design, and also propaganda. And I think this concept is just fascinating, and that is what I strive to accomplish um, when I create works of art generally. Uh, so even if I'm making a dance piece only, there might not be spoken word or singing in all of my ballets. Uh, I still look at each work as a whole, as a total work of art from every, it should work from every standpoint. Love it. Um, I think that is an amazing uh, part of the, your work that I think is vital uh, if anybody's seen your work, because uh, it describes, you say, total work of art. Um, you know, you're, you're pulling from different pieces to create a total cohesive whole. You're not just saying, you're not just focusing on maybe just, as you said, ballet, as we kind of consider today contemporary-wise, just a single form of dance, right? It, it, it incorporated more aspects and, and more forms, right, uh, to incorporate the, the production. So um, your work as a choreographer who generates your own work many times um, doesn't just follow traditional approaches. Uh, it pulls from many different forms, including spoken word and opera and, and film in various forms. Mm. So uh, where does your curios curiosity to experiment 
to combine these forms come from in your work? Uh, yeah, I think it is a curiosity. Uh, I love collaborating with experts from other fields because I myself is maybe not a an excellent filmmaker or I myself is certainly not a great composer. So I collaborate with other people who are and that I think uh, I think that really strengthens my work. Uh, I think when combining forces with other great artists, I think I can accomplish so much more than I can on my own. Totally. Absolutely. Well, um, can you give us an example? Um, oh, oh, many. Um, but so, for example, um, the work I created this summer uh, with composer Brian Morales is called Strangers. And I think this very much embodies this principle of combining forces, uh, let's say. So he is a composer. Uh, he had this great idea about making a story ballet about immigration. Now, as a choreographer, hearing that idea, uh, my mind sort of goes wild, but so we discuss the idea and we come to a few key principles. So it's, it's a very political work, especially in our time and day. Um, so what vocabulary, what movement vocabulary do I think will help that idea to get communicated most efficiently. So I, I chose a vocabulary uh, that was verging on, it has a lot of contemporary in it. It also has classical ballet, um, but, I, but I pick and choose uh, what dance pieces I think are going to, what dance movement is going to help this story to be told. Uh, then we immersed ourselves in literature. Uh, he had this idea of telling the story through Commedia dell'arte, which is a Renaissance art form that used a lot of politics in this art form. So uh, we read Italian folklore, and so we picked a story that we thought uh, embodied the idea that we wanted to tell. And then we worked with a costume designer, and we worked with a music organization and a producer in Cleveland, uh, Devin Hinzo with FP Creative, uh, we worked with musicians from Cleveland, uh, we had dancers in New York, um, and together we were able to accomplish this great project that, would, that was so much bigger than we were. I love it, I love it. And how was the project received, since we all weren't there to see it? Uh, right, of course. Well, so because of COVID, uh, we were not able to perform more than a 10-minute excerpt. Uh, that was performed live with Connecticut Ballet, uh, their last summer tour, which was, um, yeah, well, in September, late summer tour right. uh, of 2020. Uh, so we performed that in New York and in Connecticut uh, in different outdoor stages and socially distanced. It was wonderful to be performing in front of live audiences. But then the full ballet was filmed in June. And so uh, we're currently planning our premiere early next year, hopefully. Awesome. Well. That sounds great, and I, we can't wait to check it out. That sounds like a really great project, and um, we'll be here and Cleveland, or where would it be? Uh, it will premiere, we will have one <laughs> New York premiere and one in Cleveland. Very good, very good, great. Um, well, I love the idea, like I said, all these different pieces coming together, different different factions and different, um, again, creating this idea of towards a total work of art. It's just a great, you know, it's, it's, it's very simple in execution, um, you would think, but you know, when you have a whole bunch of different people thinking in different ways, moving in these different parts coming together, um, the fusion word I think you said earlier, um, uh, it, you, you could, something really beautiful can happen um, by all these different ideas coming to the table and, again, 
creating something quite contemporary from all these traditional forms um, that people may be surprised about. Yes, yes. I think, uh, I think all these historical art forms can, like you said, really inform, inform current works mm-hmm. and vice versa. We take contemporary ideas and things that are very current in politics and things that might happen suddenly, like a pandemic, and we put that into art form as well. And I think that way we're able to create a document of our time, I think, but using classical forms, maybe. Yeah, absolutely. So tell us about your latest choreographed project, which you also perform in, Shadow Dance Light Tales. Oh, uh, yes, that was a fun one. What styles did you incorporate, and where did the idea come from? Right, oh, so, so this goes way back uh, until my first participation in Higher Ground Festival, where I made a shadow play for, um, f- yeah, for, for my first collaboration with them. Uh, and so I loved working with shadow play, and I thought it was a fantastic way to tell a story. Uh, so I wanted to make more, and so uh, Inwood Artworks uh, presented a few, I think, a few iterations of this project. Is it two? Some early development two? ones for sure. Yeah, yeah. we did on the back porch. Exactly, um, and then the Broadway uh, and, gallery. And then the Broadway, yeah, the pop-up gallery. Right. Yeah. And that preceded Higher Ground. You, you, the actual performance is a Higher Ground later, I thought, right? No, no, that was, was, was uh, back was, in, was that was the first thing I ever did one? for okay, them. Gotcha. So that was 2016. Oh, that was your, oh, right, that was your first thing for them. Yeah. Gotcha. And then I did yeah. another... Well, then you developed the idea. That's, that's right. That's what it was. That's right. So, uh, yeah, Most Beloved sis- Sister uh, yeah. lived in different forms, uh, both at the Winter Rise at Higher mm-hmm. Ground and with Inwood Artworks. And so uh, we developed this. We added live music, which is very important for me. Uh, we worked with music director Paul Shipper and Dong Myung An, violinist. And we added another story. So we had one Swedish story and one American story. Yeah. And we performed it live uh, in September. We did. Uh, in yeah. Inwood. And we also performed it at Little Island. That's so great. That, that top and the bottom of the island got to witness this work. The, exactly, that was, the, that was the idea. So we used, uh, of course, some shadow play is very similar to ballet in some ways, where it's all about angles. So you have to watch your angles, you know, the, the angle of your head, the shoulders, because otherwise um, you will reveal um, the, the shape that you're trying to make won't look like um, a cat or whatever you're trying to make uh, with your body sure. if the angles aren't exactly right. Also, you won't look like a person. You, your, your head might be blown out of proportion. Your arm might be blown out of proportion if you're not watching the exact angle of every single movement you do. So oh. it for a lot of rehearsal. Uh, but I was very lucky to perform with Abby Marchessaw who you know very well. Yes, uh, she's great. Who's my right hand and left sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so yeah, we were working out. We, we've been performing together, uh, shadow play together since the very beginning. And so she's, she knows uh, how hard it is and uh, she, she's putting in the work. Well, it's, it's really, I can't tell you how um, great it is to hear that you, know, you really work with the same collaborators over and over again. Like I said, you've done so many higher ground festivals and you've, your board member, um, you and Abby have developed this piece over like four years, and it's just two of them doing all these roles. I mean, how many roles do you guys play? I oh, mean, I haven't I mean, counted. But so that that, that tells you <laughs> enough you need to know right there. So a lot, of, so many roles, and um, and it's universal too. Uh, so it's it's really it's really amazing work these ladies do. 
Um, and what also I enjoy about your work that you kind of mentioned earlier too is that you actively seek out to produce in northern Manhattan, um, where you live. And um, can you talk about your fondness for using Uptown as a stage and how it has served to inspire, inspire your work? Mm, uh, of if course. it has. You no, know, it has, of course. <laughs> I don't assume anything. I mean, the people who live here. And so when I'm looking for a subject for a piece, I, you know, I go to things that really move me, uh, which is very often uh, people and their stories. Uh, so, of course, uh, I'm trying to think of a specific example, but I mean, the immigration issue is very much a present mm -hmm. theme throughout my work. Yeah. And, and that is very uh, frequently uh, occurring to you as you just walk through Inwood, of course, that, that there's so much influx of, of, um, um, of, of people from different places, of different yeah. backgrounds, and that's what makes the neighborhood so amazing. Yeah. Um, and so, of course, when you hear these people are struggling, I mean, I'm an immigrant myself, and so I only know what I have to go through. And when they hear other people's stories and how it's so different coming from Mexico than coming from Sweden, that is also really hard not to get very moved by. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, well. So that is, of course, uh, a, a huge source of inspiration. Um, and then uh, I, I love presenting Uptown because then I'm presenting for people who come up and talk to me afterwards. These are people that I see on the train or on the platform and like people come up to me the day after a show and like, hey, I saw your show in the park and I couldn't believe it when, you know, I lost an aunt too. And like, I, you know, I don't come from here. It's, it's really beautiful. Well. I think it's great. I think that sense of community that you foster through your work um, by being present and next to the repetition of your work, trying to keep staging it uptown and finding ways to collaborate with people who live uptown. And, and it's just, it's a really great community builder by getting to know your neighbors. Um, and, and, you know, it widens your circle for more people who would want to invite to possible collaborate and, and, and or, or just, you know what, we need audiences, people to see your work and spread the word too. So can't say enough about this uptown community and how supportive they are both artistically and as um, just what's called cheerleaders for the arts. Um, so you mentioned there's a girl coming over from Sweden here, uh, uh, being an immigrant. I'm curious, um, uh, when you left Sweden and you came here, uh, and if you had a chance to tell yourself any advice then, <laughs> where you are now, oh, wow. um, about <laughs> Being here in the life, like, could you imagine your life here in New York City now when you left Sweden? No, I was only going to come here. I had a scholarship for a year. So to me, it was all going to be uh, only a year. Um, and then, you know, they gave me an even bigger scholarship the next year. So, you know, how can I not take that? And then I got right. my first job. Right. And then, you know, and after you get your artist visa, then suddenly you can work more places and it's hard. I, it's always uh, really hard to turn down a good opportunity, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and um, so what's next? Where are you going next with your work? Oh, goodness. Um, uh, th th there's a lot of things happening uh, this spring that I'm excited about. Um, there's a lot of things. I'm really excited about my work with my mentor and director, Catherine Tarosi of the New York Broke Dance Company, uh, who's given me so many amazing opportunities. Uh, so I can't wait for that. Um, I'm making uh, a 
pretty large work to premiere uh, in May, hopefully, uh, in June with Neil Rolnick, who's a composer, uptown composer on 181st Street. Um, uh, the, the, there's, there's a lot happening. I hope. Uh, and, yeah. and, and, and just curious to stay with the theme, are these all different forms? Like, just curious what kind of. Like, oh, yes. Yes, uh, I mean, with Catherine, we perform Baroque works, so it's 18th century, mostly. Okay. Um, Baroque opera, ballets, reconstructing from Feuillet annotation. Um, so it's looking into history and see how that, how we can learn from that today, mm -hmm. uh, which I, I love that part of, uh, of my life right now is the detective work, the research. Um, and the universal themes that emerge from that. Yes, exactly. And this, uh, yeah, and this beautiful notion that, you know, how much we can learn from their musicality, from mm -hmm. their art uh, still today, that we really don't know much. Gotcha. gotcha. <laughs> um, and um, sorry, you had another question that was uh, also really good. Oh, yeah, different art forms. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Neil Rolnick uh, was a pioneer, is a pioneer in electronic music. He... Um, revolutionized the the art form in the 80s and he's still very much active so uh, that's all electronic coming from electronic music but he's actually writing a piece for a 10-man ensemble that's going to be performed live so cool mixing electronic music with uh, acoustic music. and what kind of dance would be a part of that oh th movement? that's it's actually fascinating uh, i'm working with uh, marnie thomas wood who is in her 80s, she is Martha Graham's. She was Martha Graham's assistant and principal dancer, and so I'm name dropping people. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we know who Martha Graham is, yes. right? Uh, and then uh, we're combining. So our cast um, is 86 years old and 14 years old. Uh, so we have a range of uh, dancers from very young mm -hmm. to very old, combining them in one work. So the dance movement is going to be very much based, of course, on the individual's dancing, um, but uh, very much in a storytelling mm -hmm. manner. We're telling these stories of, of very young people and very old people. Love it. Fantastic. Well, you sound, you're, you're so busy, and yet I just love hearing about the different projects, and um, it kind of, it's a perfect kind of closing to what you talked about before, because like for a total body of work, um, not only just in within the piece itself, all these different forms uh, converging and creating a work. Um, it seems like your projects are also very different, and yet they're also very much you. Uh, <laughs> you have always varied interests, but yet they're all within the same neighborhood. Literally, sometimes geographically, I guess. Yes. But but um, but uh, but really though, it's uh, you, you. You it always keeps coming back to um, there's uh, this. I love this part. Like you have a fervor um, for um, exploring and seeing like the detective work um, and how it relates to who you are now, um, the identity of people as they live today, and, um, and merging maybe traditional forms with contemporary forms. That is uh, an interesting observation. I haven't really reflected on this, but uh, you I, can I tell me I'm full of crap happiest. if you want to. No, <laughs> no, but it's interesting because I, uh, in one way, I'm like I'm I'm the happiest when I'm both uh, you know pushing forward and exploring and looking back at the same time. So there you go. it's it's a very large uh, span of years, of course, sure. uh, 18th century to to 21st century. Yeah, but you're so young. Uh, right, right. <laughs> uh, but but uh, it, it's uh, yeah, I, I'm uh, I'm very happy with the a variety with the variety that yeah. my work offers. Yeah. Never, 
uh, one week is the other uh, like yeah. right you don't specialize your specialization is diverse it's very it's very ba- vague <laughs> vague but i don't know i say less less vague and more uh, like i said experimental you like to you like to dabble and you like to explore yes yes it's 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 really nice to be able to uh, to really branch out so yeah, but but then I, I would love to look into what happened in the 19th century too. You know, <laughs> it happened. You definitely can. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, I hope I have enough years to, uh, <laughs> to look into it to get there. Well, you know, give I yourself, got stuck give, in the give, Baroque. You're still you are still young. You, give, you have plenty of time. Yeah, and, I'll, uh, I'll get there. And, and well, somebody saying like, so is there a particular form of the 19th century you want to explore? Uh, I mean, I mean, what happens after? Um, there, there's. Um, I, I won't say it's a gap, but. Um, during uh, a certain number of years, during uh, Louis the Fourteenth, and quite a few years after that too, but it's maybe fifty years or seventy-five years, where we have a lot of documentation of dances. People were notating dances as we notate music today, and so uh, f- as a choreographer today, I can look at this notation and reconstruct what the dances looked like. But then there is a time where we don't have as much documentation. So, well, what happened then? Uh, I am no expert in the subject, of course, but um, yeah, I, I know people who are, and I, I would love to um, to do research with them, to learn from them, and cool. uh, look into it myself. Um, well, before Julie, classical ballet. Well, like I said, I think you're going to have. I, I, I could see the sparks in your eyes as you're talking about this stuff. So I, I think you're just maybe, you know. Maybe maybe in the fall you'll start 19th century. I don't know, but you have you, you're you're such a go getter, and I, I I admire your your zeal and your energy uh, to exploring all these forms, and, and no doubt you will get to them. So, uh, Julie, it's been a pleasure speaking with you here today and in what artworks are on air. And before we say goodbye, uh, where can people go to find out more about your current and forthcoming projects? Mm-hmm. Um, I have a website, um, juliabengtson.com. Uh, I have I'm on Facebook. Um, Julia B. Dance, I think, is the best way to, to follow my work. Um, is that Instagram? Uh, there's an Instagram too, yes, uh, Julia S. Bengtson. Because believe it or not, uh, Julia Bengtson happens to be mo- one of the most common names um, in Sweden. <laughs> and yet she's probably the only one in New York City. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> that have, has five consonants in a row in her last name. <laughs> so it makes you special. Right. Um, exactly. Well, you can... Uh, Listeners, you can find out more about Julia. Um, we'll put um, the links to uh, her page in our description of this episode. So check it out and stay up to date with all the amazing, um, let's say, ideas and inventions that Julia's putting together coming up next year. Uh, so thanks to Julia for being on this Artist Spotlight episode of Inward Artworks On Air. It's where you meet the musicians, filmmakers, writers, theater makers, and artists of all kinds who make their home here in Upper Manhattan. If you have a moment, please show us some love right now by rating and reviewing this podcast and Apple Podcast. That really does help. Many thanks to 809 Restaurant and Lounge here on Dykeman Street for hosting us. They're such a wonderful, wonderful supporter of Inwood Artworks. And to HeightSites.com for local uptown promotional support. Be sure to follow us on social media at Inwood Artworks to keep up with all that we do, uh, which includes the Inwood Film Festival, Filmworks Al Fresco, Pop-Up Art Galleries, and so much more. And if you'd like to support On Air and our free programming, you can do so by making a tax-free donation at inwoodartworks.nyc backslash donate. This program is supported in part by public funds from the New York City Department of Cultural Affairs in partnership with the City Council. From the top of Manhattan and the bottom of our hearts, thank you so much for tuning in. 
This is Aaron Sims for Inwood Artworks On Air.